God always wants you calling yourself with his name that he gives you. The Blessing, Part 10. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. <laughs> we welcome all of you joining us by television or social media or brothersoftheword.com. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. I would like to share just a little humor we had made some changes in our lives. My husband had lost 50 pounds, and after eight years of being a housewife, I had taken a job in a restaurant. When I returned home after my first day at work, I gave my husband a big hug. He seemed to cling to me longer than usual. Did you really miss me that much today, dear? I asked. No, came the reply. But you smell so much like pancakes that I hate to let you go. <laughs> We've been sharing particular series on the blessing. We're on part 10, I believe. And we in this particular portion for the last several weeks, we've been in the book of Numbers looking at the priestly prayer of blessing there in Numbers chapter 6 verses 22 through 27. And by now you ought to know it by memory, you know, so I love to repeat things long enough so you can memorize them and get it down in your heart and spirit. But we're down to the last verse, which is verse 27. Verse 22 begins with, you know, the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give thee peace. And then in that final verse it says, put my name on them. Put my name on my people and I will bless them. And so we've been taking a look at this portion, the last verse where he says, put my name on my people. Isn't that interesting? God said, put his name on his people. He puts his name on us. And so we've been taking a look at that last portion there. When he says, put my name on my people, we talked about in the last session that the first meaning of that is tell people this is who I am. Tell them who I am. And so we went through the many names of God that describe all of his characteristics, his character, many of his attributes. We went through several of the Hebrew names of God, and we went through so many different meanings of the name God. And then the second application, when he says, put my name on them, he's saying who he is. He wants us to know who he is. But the second part of that, when he says, put my name on them, he is saying, I want you to call them who I say they are, I want you to call them by the name I have given them. And so God has given us a name, what he calls us, who we are. So when he says, put my name on them, he's basically saying, I have named them and I want you to call them by the name I have given them. I've named them, put my name, put the name that I gave them, 
put that name on my people and I will bless them. Praise God. And so last time we left, I left you with a little cliffhanger last time because I was just about to tell you the name God gave you. (laughs) But we ran out of time. And so I will share that today. You know, people are given many different names. You know, we're given our given names at birth. We're given a birth name. But oftentimes we're also given nicknames. And so we we have a lot of nicknames throughout life. You know, I have several nicknames. I can remember several nicknames growing up that I had. I won't bore you with any of those. (laughs) And even now in the ministry, I have a few nicknames. Some people call me Big C. (laughs) Some people call me Pastor C. I even have people call me LeBron. I don't know why. I don't know where that name came from. (laughs) Let me tell you, I was even at a funeral. I was at a funeral not too long ago. A friend of ours whose father passed. And toward the end of the funeral, when all the ministers exit, and you know, normally right before you exit, you greet the family. And so I greeted the young man and gave him a hug. Let him know that we loved him. But the moment I walked up to him to greet him, he said, LeBron. (laughs) Even at a funeral, I'm called LeBron. (laughs) And so there are many different, many different nicknames. Some people are nicknamed Pookie or Peanut or Slim. My daughter has a friend named Slim. Her nickname is Slim. And she is Slim, I must admit. (laughs) So oftentimes these names, remember I said in the Old Testament, a name was oftentimes characteristic of the person. It shared the character of the person. So oftentimes we nickname people based on maybe how they look or how they act or some characteristic kind of goes with that name. So my daughter's friend, her name is Slim. And when I looked at it, I said, man, she is, she is slim. She is slim. <laughs> and so people have many different nicknames. One of my fathers in the faith, Kenneth Hagan, he, toward the end of his life, he was a big man. He was a big man. But he said in his younger days, he said he was from a little town called Long Bean. And he said he was so skinny, his nickname was String Bean from Long Bean. (laughs) And so we have many different nicknames given to us Uh, in addition to our given name. I have nicknames for all of my children. My oldest daughter, Amaris, I call her Am for short. And when I want to be even more creative, I call her Am Bam. <laughs> so, so I call her Am Bam. My next daughter, Elisha, I call her Leash for short. And when I want to be cute, I say Leashy Bishy. <laughs> My son, third oldest, his name is Charles, named after me, but I call him Charlie, his sister's call him, sometimes they call him Duck. Don't ask me where that came from, but I think it was when the baby girl was first born, she was trying to say Charles, but it came out as Duck, so they call him Duck. (laughs) And then my little baby girl, her name is Alexis, and I call her Lex for short, and when I want to be cute, I say Lex Checks, 
Come here, my Lex Chex. <laughs> and so we have, we have nicknames. It's interesting, the nicknames that we have. You know, names have meanings, and God is very concerned about names, because you would notice in Scripture, He changed people's names because He had a certain destiny for them, and uh, He had a certain promise for them, and so He wanted them to be called to certain things, so that lets us know the importance of a name. Names have meanings. My name, Charles, means kingly, means manly, strong. That's why I'm so tough on the court. (laughs) The king's court, you get it? My middle name, Elijah, means my Lord is God. That's what my name means. My Lord is God. No wonder I've been preaching all my life. That's my name. (laughs) My Lord is God. My Lord is God. And Bronner means dweller by the seas. And we all love to be near water. And then I was thinking about my wife and I, we named our children on purpose. Amorous means promise of God fulfilled by a daughter. That's what the name amorous means. Promise of God fulfilled by a daughter. Elisha, which is a play off of my name, Elijah, her name means that my God is salvation. My God is salvation. My God is salvation. And then my son's name, same as mine, but then my baby girl, Alexis. Alexis means helper, means helper, helper. Helper, And so all of our kids' names had a specific meaning, and they were named on purpose. And Alexis loves to help. She loves to help. I tell her that. I say, your daddy's little helper. <laughs> but that's her name. That's her name. And so, so often we live out the very definition or meaning of our name. And so that's why it matters to God what we are called, what we call ourselves. And that's why God says, put my name on them. I want you to call them what I call them. I want you to call them what I call them. I have named them and I want you to use my name on my people. Very interesting. Very interesting. Sometimes people refer to themselves, they'll get their identity from different things in life. Sometimes it's from their school, you know, so somebody might say, I'm a bulldog because they went to University of Georgia. And so uh, some people may call themselves based on their fraternity or their sorority. Some people name themselves based on their location. You know, you might hear a guy say, I'm a Georgia boy or I'm a New Yorker. And so they use their location as a place of getting their identification from. Sometimes people will identify themselves by their mistakes. And you will hear somebody say, man, I'm so stupid. I'm an idiot. No, they just simply made a mistake, but they identified themselves through their error. And then sometimes people have labels because of their issues. So you might hear somebody say, I'm an alcoholic. I'm a prostitute. I'm a drug addict. So they've labeled, they have labels because of issues that they're going through or dealing with. Sometimes people are called by their medical condition. You hear people say, I'm a diabetic, or I'm a heart patient, or I'm a cancer patient. And so that becomes their identity. Sometimes people are called out of their name. They're insulted. You know, they're called names that insult them. I remember growing up watching 
Sanford and Son. And man, he would always insult Aunt Esther. <laughs> he always told her how ugly she was. <laughs> in fact, one time he said, I could take your face and put it in some dough and make gorilla cookies. <laughs> And so sometimes people are insulted. They're called out of their name. Of course, she would reply with, you fish-eyed, two-faced fool. (laughs) And so people are labeled sometimes through insults and given identity. I can remember watching All in the Family. Archie Bunker would always call his son-in-law, Meathead. (laughs) And so names come to us from a variety of places and things in life. But names are important to God. Listen to this. Proverbs 22, 1 says that a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. Name, my friend, Dr. Jason Thomas, who comes and speaks here all the time, he wrote a book and he had a chapter in his book on this verse talking about name. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. And he used name as an acronym, N-A-M-E as an acronym. And he said the N stands for integrity, even though integrity begins with an I, is sounded out as an N, integrity. And so he says, N in name is integrity. We should be people of integrity. He said the A in name is an acronym, stands for attitude, attitude. Someone said that great attitudes precede great opportunities, attitudes. So we should be people of integrity, should have great attitudes. And then the M, he used uh, the word mastery, mastery. You should find out why you're on the earth and you should develop your potential. You should develop your potential to its highest and best use. You master something. You find out why you're here and you get good at something. You develop yourself. You grow yourself. Mastery is the M. And then E is excellence in name. Excellence. Always striving to do your very best with what you have, where you are. That's excellence. When you're exceeding expectations, that's excellence. And so that's in the name. That's in the name. I love the way he did the acronym there. That's in the name. Let me, let me read this scripture to you. This is interesting. Isaiah 62. God talks about name here. Isaiah 62, verse 2. And he says, and thou shalt, he's talking about his people, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Let me tell you, as many times as I read through the Bible, I never picked up on this. Holy Spirit just happened to have it in my devotional reading one day this week. I said, wow, never knew that was there. In Isaiah 62, he said, And thou shalt be called by a new name, talking about his people, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Then in verse 4, it says, Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken. God says, My people are not going to be called forsaken any longer. Neither shall your land anymore be termed desolate. So you're not going to call yourself forsaken and you're not going to call your land desolate. God says, I'm giving you a new name. The name he gave him, he said, but thou shalt be called. And this is a tough word. I have to sound it out. Health is the word. I guess I'm pronouncing it 
correctly, but Hephzibah, he says, I'm going to call you Hephzibah. And that means that God's delight is in you. So God changed their name from forsaken to he enjoys you. Isn't that good? Man, that's what God changed your name to. He changed your name from forsaken to he enjoys you. You're his delight. You're his delight. I love that. I love that. I never knew that was in the Bible. That's actually in the Bible. God says, I've changed your name from forsaken to I enjoy you. You're my delight. Mm, I love that. I love that. He delights in us. He delights in you. Praise God. That's your new name. That's your new name. He rejoices over you. I love that. And then he even changed what they call their land. He said, don't call your land desolate. You're going to call your land Beulah. Beulah means married. So notice that. Don't even give your stuff a bad name. You know, don't even say, let me go out here and get this old, you know, humped it going or this old crunk, you know. <laughs> don't even refer to yourself that way. No, give it a new name. Give it a new name. Give it a new name. So God even changed what they call their stuff. He said, don't call your land desolate. No, he changed the name. The name of your land would be Beulah Land. Beulah Land means married, married, happy land. Praise God. So God has names for us. God has names for us. And like I said, it's important for God because God changed people's name. He changed Abram's name to Abraham. He put his name in Abram's name, Abraham. That was God's breath being added to his name. So God literally entered his name. Sarah to Sarah. God put his breath in her name. And so God changed name. And so he changed Abram from being exalted father to father of many nations. Father of many nations. So every time Sarah called him, Abraham, she was saying father of many nations. Now he had no children at this time. Notice what God was doing. God was calling those things that be not as though they were. So God was calling not what is, but he was calling what is to be. Jesus didn't say, say what you have. Jesus said, you have what you say. And so that's why God always wants you calling yourself with his name that he gives you. And that's why you always speak in line with his word. You always think in line with his thoughts. And so every time Sarah called Abraham, she was saying, father of many nations, come take out the trash. Father of many nations, get the mail. Father of many nations, go to the store and get me some eggs. Well, I guess just go out to the cattle and pull the eggs. (laughs) Go to the chicken coop and pull the eggs. (laughs) But notice that she was always calling father of many nations. Father of many nations. And so God changed name. God changed name. Notice what he called. Gideon was referred to as a coward. God shows up form of an angel. He said, thou mighty man of valor. Notice how God always speaks toward our destiny. God always speaks toward who we are in his sight. God always calls forth. So names are powerful. What you call yourself is powerful. What you call your children is powerful. What you call your things, what you call your job is powerful. So be careful of the names you use. And that's why God says, put my name on my people and I will bless them. Not only I want them to know who I am, but I want them to know who they are. I want them to know who I call them. And I want to just share with you who we are, the names that God has for us. 
Because so often in the midst of tests and trials, in the midst of mess ups and sin and failures, just in the hustle and bustle of life, we forget who we are. And the devil wants you to forget who you are. He doesn't want you to know who you are because if you don't know who you are, then you will be able to more easily act out of character when you don't know who you are. And so that's why the devil never wants you to know who you are. And so he'll always try to keep you in the dark. He doesn't want you to know who you are because when you know who you are, man, you act differently when you know who you are. You respond differently when you know you are. You carry yourself differently when you know who you are. And so the devil wants you to lose your identity because now you'll do things that are out of character to who you really are. And so he hides who you are. He doesn't want you to know who you are. But let me just share in our closing minutes, let me just share the names that God has for us, who he calls us. When he said, put my name on them, he not only meant let them know who I am, but I also want to let them know who they are. The names I have given them, who I called them, put my name on them, the names I've given them. Here's some. You are redeemed, forgiven, Ephesians 1, 7. You are righteous, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. You are made free from sin, Romans 8, 2. This is who God calls you. These are the names that God has given you. You are sons and daughters, Ephesians 1, 5. You remember when Jesus looked at the paralytic that was being lowered down through the roof? The first thing when Jesus saw their faith, Jesus says, son, called him son. It was really God speaking in Jesus. The father was speaking in Jesus. Jesus said, I only say the things I hear the father say. And so when he says son, that was his identity. God was giving him his identity. God was letting him know that he's a son. He's a son. So God calls us sons and daughters. Ephesians 1, 5. We're heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. Romans 8, 17. We're holy, blameless before him in love. Ephesians 1, 4. We are precious, honored, and loved. Isaiah 43, 4. We are loved by love himself. 1 John 4, 8 and 10. Ephesians 2, 4. You are created for God's honor and glory. Isaiah 43, 7. You are called by his name. You are chosen. Deuteronomy 7, 6. You are God's handiwork, his masterpiece. Ephesians 2, 10. You are worthy. You are enough. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11. You are capable, brave, and significant. Philippians 4.13, 2 Timothy 1.7. You are beautiful, created for purpose, and amazing. Psalms 139.14. You are cared for. You are a loving person. 1 Peter 5.7, 1 John 4.7. You are a new creation, a new creature in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalms 139, 14. You are protected and strong. Psalms 91. You are forgiven, healed, and empowered. 1 Peter 2, 24. You are set apart, free, and not alone. 
Deuteronomy 14, 2. You are made in his image. Genesis 1, 26. You are absolutely lovely. You're absolutely gorgeous. That's in the whole book, the Song of Solomon. You are grace-filled. You are gifted, John 1.16. You stand perfect and complete in all the will of God, Colossians 4.12. You have the mind of Christ, and in him all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, 1 Corinthians 2.16, Colossians 2.3. You reign in life by Christ Jesus, Romans 5.17. You are more than a conqueror through him that loves you, Romans 8.37. You are blessed, favored, and made a blessing, Ephesians 1.3. You are his, Psalms 100, verse 3, Ephesians 1.6. As he is, so are you in this world, 1 John 4.17. You are special and extraordinary, Deuteronomy 7.6. You are joyful, peaceful, and purposeful. Romans 15, 13. You are friendly and hospitable. Romans 12, 10 and 13. You are forgiving and gracious. Romans 12, 19 and 20. You are patient with people. 1 Corinthians 13, 4. You are good to people. Galatians 6, 10. You dwell in love with your family. Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. You are hopeful, prayerful, faith-filled, Romans 12, 12. You are filled with the Holy Spirit, Titus 3, 6. You are generous with others and very hospitable, Romans 12, 13. You are Christ. You belong to him and Christ in you is the hope of glory, Colossians 1, 27 and 28. You are the seed of Abraham, Galatians 3.29. You are free from strife and offense, and you walk in humility, Philippians 2.3. You are unselfish and seek to help and assist others, Philippians 2.4. You are filled with the knowledge of his will, Colossians 1.9. You delight to do God's will, Psalms 48. You are delivered from darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son, Colossians 1.13. You are grateful and always rejoicing, Philippians 4.4. 4. You are established in every good word and work, 2 Thessalonians 2.17. You are enjoying all the good pleasure of God's goodness in your life, 2 Thessalonians 1.11. You are justified by grace and made an heir, Titus 3, 7. You are fruitful with good works, Titus 3, 14. You are a royal priesthood and made kings and priests, 1 Peter 2, 9, Revelation 1, 6. You are kept by the power of God, 1 Peter 1, 5. You are creative, good-looking, positive, and encouraging. 1 John 4.17, Genesis 1.27. You have favor with God and favor with people. Luke 2.52. You are light, life, and love because of Christ. That's in 1 John. You are a winner. You are disciplined. You are persistent. You are consistent. 
You are grateful. You are blessed. You focus on things that are positive and good and in line with God's word. You are a praiser. You are an uplifter. You work on goals and dreams and are excited about your future. You don't argue. You don't complain. You don't worry. You walk in love and you walk in the word and you are full of Joy, that's God's name on you. That's who you are. That's who he calls you. Isn't that good? Praise God. Praise God. Man, I got so excited when I just did that little study and did that rabbit trail, finding out who God calls us, the name he has put on us, and who we are in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Man, that got me excited. I love that. I love that. You're righteous and you're holy. You're blessed. Man, you're a son and daughter of God. Praise God. I just love the part about you're good looking. (laughs) Praise God. You're made in his image. You're made in his image. You're made in his image. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Man, well, that's the end of Numbers chapter 6, 22 through 27. I wasn't going to stop till I finished those verses. I wanted to go through every verse, man, and find out who we are. And when God says, put my name on my people. Number one, he's saying who he is. Number two, he's saying who we are. Number three, he is saying We now have the family name. There's a scripture over in the book of Ephesians that says, I pray to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who the whole family in heaven and earth is named. We have the family name. When you're in a family, you carry the family name. God's name is on you. God's name is on you. You carry the family name. God's name is on you. God's name is on you. And number four, you carry the authority of that name. He's given us a name above every name. That name is Jesus. We have the authority invested in that name. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Stand to your feet. I am done. Well, I tell you what, let me let my worship team Play the blessing. Let me let them sing the blessing. I didn't let them sing last time. I'm going to let them sing the blessing. And we'll just marinate in that and then we'll be dismissed.
children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon you in a thousand generations, in your family, in your children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon you in a thousand generations, in your family, in your children and their children and their children. May His favor. Listening to Brothers of the Word.com. This was part 10 of the series titled The Blessing by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7977. That's 7977. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7977 to a friend, go to Brothers of the Word.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word. Well, brothers of the word.